Welcome to today's Advent Scripture reading and devotion. We have been experiencing a few technical difficulties. I think we've got most of those taken care of. And so we're back helping you to fix your mind and heart on our blessed hope, our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Today's devotion was written specifically to get at the heart of why we do this, why the podcast, the devotions, the Advent guides, the crux of it all hinges on what Jesus has done for us, not just the babe in the manger at the incarnation, not just what he did on the cross on Good Friday, but all that culminates in his resurrection on that first Easter Sunday. And so today's scripture readings are actually three passages, 1 Corinthians 15, 3 through 6, 2 Corinthians 5, 21, and Romans 10, 8 through 13. So let's start 1 Corinthians 15, 3 through 6. For I passed on to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures that he was buried, and that he was raised up on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. Then he appeared to more than five hundred brothers at once, the majority of whom remain until now, but some have fallen asleep. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, He made the one who did not know sin to be sin on our behalf, in order that we could become the righteousness of God in him. And then Romans 10, 8 through 13. But what does it say? The word is near to you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim. That if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. For with the heart one believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth one confesses, resulting in salvation. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, who is rich to all who call upon him. For everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Today's devotion is entitled, Good News of Great Joy, or A Weary World Rejoices. We spent a good bit of time this week in Luke chapter 2, verse 10, and the verses around it. The declaration of the angels to those poor and frightened shepherds should just about be memorized at this point. Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring good news to you of great joy, which will be for all the people. Good news, great joy for all people. The word translated good news is often translated gospel, and the message that the angels proclaimed on that hillside 2,000 years ago is a beautiful and succinct picture of the gospel. They preached that the Savior, who is Christ the Lord, was born for them, for those dirty, stinky shepherds that he could be found that very day in Bethlehem. 
It was news that would and could change the trajectory of their lives. They just needed to believe in him and receive the salvation he had to offer. They would receive salvation by grace through faith in him. Now, I know that on the day they heard that gospel message, Jesus was still laying in the feeding trough, still an infant, and was decades away from his death, burial, and resurrection. But the babe in the manger was still the word become flesh. He was still the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. We sometimes want to overcomplicate things. We know the whole story and want to add and fill in the gaps as we see them in the angel's proclamation that day. But the good news of great joy is still just as simple. In fact, Paul gives a very succinct gospel proclamations in 1 Corinthians 15 and in 2 Corinthians 5. In 1 Corinthians 15, he's talking to the church at Corinth and telling them that he's passing on to them the most important message he had to offer, the very same message that he received himself. Jesus died for our sins according to the way the Bible said he would. He was buried, and he rose from the dead on the third day exactly as the Bible and Jesus' own preaching said he would. That's good news. Paul's second succinct gospel summary comes in 2 Corinthians 5.21. In that one little complex sentence, he shares that God put the sins of those who would be saved on Jesus. Jesus had never sinned, and he didn't deserve any condemnation, but he willingly bore our sin on our behalf for our sake. Those who trust in him no longer are under the condemnation and shame due to their sin. Jesus bore that. In a great exchange, Jesus traded his righteousness for our sin. He bore the wrath of God and exchanged it for God's favor. Basically, he traded his extravagantly full bank account for our bankrupt account so that when God looks upon those who he has saved, he doesn't see their sinfulness, but Jesus's righteousness. That's good news. The gospel is good news, but there's also bad news. Those who do not confess Jesus as Lord and believe he died for their sins and rose again, they don't receive part in that great exchange. They remain in their sin. Their condemnation remains their own. But it doesn't have to be that way. All who call out to Jesus in faith will be saved. Anyone who believes in him will not be put to shame, but not believing in him leaves the shame where it belongs, on the center. Look at how the Christmas hymn, O Holy Night, puts it. Long lay the world in sin and error pining, till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices, for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Fall on your knees. Those who are without Jesus are still in their sin and pining after the wrong things, sinful things. But everyone, 
all people have the opportunity to fall on their knees, believe in him, confess him as Lord, and repent of their sin. And those who do will not only have heard the good news of great joy, but also to have believed it and received the salvation he offers. I love that phrase, good news of great joy, because number one, it's straight out of the Bible. And number two, it captures a beautiful picture of what Jesus offers. But I also love the way the writer of O Holy Night captured what it is to be a sinner and received Christ. A weary world rejoices. If you've been reading with us over these past couple of weeks, you have read snippets of the good news of great joy. But I've got to ask you, you received it? Have you believed on Jesus, or are you still on the proverbial fence? If you haven't, I urge you, fall on your knees. Believe what the Bible says about Jesus. Confess him as Lord and rejoice in the salvation he alone brings. Thank you for joining us. Merry Christmas, and God bless.